What's up, everybody? Jeff Carter here, and welcome to Psalms and Proverbs in 31 Days. Thanks for being here. Uh, this season, we are reading out of the English Standard Version, the ESV. Uh, this is my actual my go-to version. It is what I do most of my reading out of. And I don't know why I didn't do this one first, but you know what? Hey, better late than never, right? <laughs> Thanks for being here. Like I said, we are on day one <clears throat> of a new season. So if you're if you like reading out of the English Standard Version, grab your Bible and read along. And uh, uh, if you're driving, if you're if you're listening to this on the road, really really appreciate it. Make sure to keep your eyes on the road though. So don't be trying to read while you're driving out there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump right in with. Psalms chapters one through five. Uh, so let's get it kicked off. And again, like I said, you know, thanks for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Book one, the way of the righteous and the wicked. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The thing that I love the most about this <clears throat> first psalm is, is that first, is, is, is one, one. Uh, notice the, symbol, the, the symbolism of walking, standing, and sitting. And the progression that it, um, it depicts. How, how, does, how does one usually begin to um, kind of fall away or fall into what my grandfather would call bad company? First, you start walking. You walk beside somebody. Then you stand. It's kind of like your congregation you're hanging out with. And then you sit with them. And then the, the term here, sitting, indicates actually relaxing with or spending a significant amount of time with in <clears throat> fellowship. And that's, that's kind of what it depicts right there. Also, notice at the end uh, that the wicked are not so. They're like chaff that the wind drives away. The wicked will not stand in the judgment. The judgment here is the judgment, uh, what they call the Bema Seat judgment, where um, when we stand before God, we're going to be judged on two different, two different judgments. Uh, whether or not you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and in a second judgment, what did you do with the gifts that God has given you? Now, if you don't know what your spiritual gifts are yet, you definitely need to find that out. Get connected with a church, with a Bible-believing church, that is going to help you find your spiritual gifts. <clears throat> when I first connected with the church that I had, they had a... Uh, uh, I want to say it's a class. It's not really a class. It's kind of like a next steps uh, program that you got into and they would help you number one find out what your spiritual giftings were where you can get plugged in with groups with our church where you could best serve those different types of things so find a church that you can get connected with it's really really important got to get you find your spiritual gifts get plugged in let's move on psalm chapter two 
the reign of the Lord's anointed. <clears throat> Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree, the Lord said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession." You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. <clears throat> it's interesting here, the back and forth uh, the the two the, I, I want to say the back and forth like the yin and the yang or the two different sides of the same coin. Blessed are those who take refuge in Him in Jesus Christ, the the risen Lord and Savior, <clears throat> the one who died for your sins, the one who died for my sins, before we were ever born. Is the same God, who. And here's this God saying, I have set my king, Jesus Christ, on Zion, my holy hill. The Lord said, you are my son today. I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth's possessions. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. The image here is, is taking a large pot, smashing it on the ground into hundreds, if not thousands of different pieces. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. I love that. That's just wonderful. Psalm chapter 3. <clears throat> Save me, O my God. A psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation in him, in God. Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. Selah. I lay down and slept. I woke again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord. Save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord, your blessing be on your people. Selah. Now, if you've ever wondered what that word meant, Selah, that is over there on the right-hand side of the Psalms as we're reading these, this is, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a Hebrew, the way that it was explained to me is it's a Hebrew translated word meaning to take a pause, to take a breath, to just rest and reflect. That's what that word means is over there is after <clears throat> you reading these stanzas is to just kind of pause to ruminate in what was just spoken, what was just said. Interesting. Psalm chapter four, answer me when I call. 
to the choir master with stringed instruments a psalm of David. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Selah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, Who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they <clears throat> have with their grain and wine abound. In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And here we see that word again, Selah, indicating you should pause and kind of ruminate. It's interesting that, the, that they kind of happen after he asks a question, how long will you love vain words and seek after lies, speaking to his fellows? <clears throat> and then here, ponder in your own hearts, on your own beds, and be silent. Ponder, be silent, take a pause, take a breath. Psalm chapter 5. Lead me in your righteousness. <clears throat> to the choir master, for the flutes, a psalm of David. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to, <clears throat> to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you do I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out. For they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Here, I, I mark a spot that in, in uh, uh, verse 5, it says, evil may not dwell with you. And this always makes me think of what's heaven going to be like. You know, what will, be, what will we experience there? Um, will we remember everything from our lives? Will we remember past relationships? Will we, will we have those memories? 
and it just it fills me with joy and it fills me with uh just peace looking forward to that because i know for a fact that there will be no sorrow there there will be no crying because evil may not dwell it's not just and it's not just that it can't it will not dwell in the presence of the lord and that's where we will dwell for all eternity and i think that's just a beautiful picture proverbs chapter 1 the beginning of knowledge <clears throat> The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction. To understand words of insight. To receive instruction in wise dealing. In righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple. Knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. <clears throat> the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I love this, the fear of the Lord. It, this is literally telling you. And refer back to this every time that you come through to the fear of the Lord in the Bible. The fear of the, the, fear of the Lord is is the beginning of knowledge. That is the fear of the Lord. And it's not being afraid of him. It's more of a loving respect that one would have for a godly father. <clears throat> the enticement of sinners. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son... If sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will, have <clears throat> we will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set, a they set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. The call to wisdom. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you, because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. 
I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm. And your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. There it is again. Would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. And have their fill of their own devices. Imagine that. <clears throat> if the people who planned and plotted for evil got exactly what they wanted for their intended victims. That is what this proverb is talking about right here. Wisdom, not wisdom, which was with God in the very, very beginning. God uses wisdom to create all of creation. It's constantly calling out for you, for me. All we need to do is choose to quiet ourselves, to open up our minds for understanding, for wisdom, to ask. Jesus said in his Gospels, if any would ask, it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. That's wisdom. That is true wisdom right there. To actively ask God for his knowledge, for his insight into whatever. Whatever it is that you're planning, whatever it is that you're thinking about doing, whatever it is that you're about to embark on, be it something as simple as how to handle and encounter that you have today with another person, whether they're Christian or not Christian. Opportunities for you to share your testimony. Oftentimes we find ourselves in situations where we are presented with an opportunity to share the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins. More than that, God raised him from the dead, conquering hell, conquering the grave. Jesus now holds the keys to the kingdom. And he offers them to you, to me, freely. All we need to do is accept. A gift given that is rejected is it's no longer a gift. You can't pay for a gift. You can't earn a gift. A gift is freely given. And that's what Jesus Christ did for you at the cross some 2,000 years ago. He died for you, giving you the gift of salvation. 
Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you're watching this for the first time, and you're wondering, okay, how do I accept that gift? It's real simple. You just pray a simple prayer. And if you're willing, I'd like to pray that prayer with you right now. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner, and I know that I do not want to pay for my own sins. So today, I choose to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I open myself up to you, God, to, have, to, to accept Jesus' payment for my sin. More than that, I believe that you raised him from the dead. And I thank you for this gift of salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe that you have been born again. That you are now a new creation. Not in body or in the physical and the natural self, but your inner spirit is now born again. And you are a child of God. Get into, uh, get a, first things first, get a Bible and find a church. Find a church that you can call home where not only do they read out of the Bible, but they teach the Bible. <clears throat> and get into community. God said that it is not good for man to be alone. You need friends. You need uh, uh, good counsel. Uh, if you want to be a, a I, I say this so often in, in so many other facets, but this applies mostly, most importantly to our faith. If you want to be better, surround yourself with people who are better than you. So surround yourself with good fellow Christians that can build you up and don't stop. Keep coming back. Thanks again for being here. Really, really appreciate it. God bless you, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.